Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. Uh, was it the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem said that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. What's better than this? Guys, BS Dudes here on the Draft News Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and Fan Rag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with Fan Rag Sports. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast, getting closer and closer to the big event at the end of April. That is the 2018. NFL Draft, we are counting down the days. It's coming soon, less than a month away. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Happy hump day, everybody. We're uh, we're here to break down some day three prospects here on the Dudes, which is nice. We're going to give some love to some some mid to late round guys. Uh, Joe, we, we shared the love on Monday talking about the back half of the first round. Now we're talking about the back half of the draft and some of our crushes our quote-unquote guys in these later portions of the draft. And it's always kind of a complicated proposition, right? you, you got to uh, talk about players that you like that you don't have rated especially high. But that's, that's part of the uh, complicated relationship that we develop with each one of these players as we watch them and grade them, uh, kind of coming to terms with where they are right now as a player, but understanding their room for growth or, or – the conditions that they were exposed to and why that's made them uh, maybe not a finished product. So uh, 
this is to contextualize. I love this word, this draft cycle. I mean, you guys are probably tired of hearing me use the word context. The context is really important. And it's, this is, this is going to be one of those shows that it's going to enlighten you guys on some of the players that we really have become fond of, even though we're sitting here saying, look, this is not a guy that you want to invest in in the first two days of the NFL draft. No, yeah, it's time to give love and talk about them all, man. I, I think that's uh... – that's kind of where I'm at with this thing. We've talked so much about you know, Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley. It's time to talk about some of the guys that uh, – Yeah, right. Somebody else. So we are going to do that here today. Uh, Kyle, I guess I'll lead us off. I want to talk about Colby Gossett, Appalachian State guard. Um, really fun football player. I, I really have an appreciation for how savvy he is in zone blocking schemes and – that is a tough job to be a guard in a zone blocking scheme because you have to do so many different things in terms of climbing to the second level and really taking good angles to make sure you connect with those moving targets, but also having to reach block and work your hips around and uh, seal those lanes on inside and outside zones. And, and so you're really tasked with being mobile and, and loose in the lower half to really be able to get those assignments done. And, and when you watch Colby Gossett at, at App State, man, he just – had such a, a an understanding of how to do that. His his footwork is really good. His hands are really, really strong. And, and his timing that he executed all these blocks with to really keep that, that running game on schedule uh, was really, really impressive to me. And I thought he showed up at the Senior Bowl and did well for himself and really, really pro- proved that he belonged in this, this guard conversation in the top ten or so at the position. And, um, you know, I think – one of my favorite things about guards is being able to find those starters in the fourth or fifth round. And I think a team's going to get Gossett and get a guy that, that they can insert maybe not right away, but relatively soon in his career to be a starting guard. And you need that. You need to hit on some, some mid round picks to, to kind of fill out your roster the way that the salary cap is, you know, you can't have a $10 million a year player at every position. So you need to really kind of be able to get some production on guys in the rookie deals. And, and Gossett, you know, I think the big thing with him is, is he just needs to stay square better, you know, fit his hands and, and, and stay, stay in the center of that block so that you, you can sustain it a little bit better. But uh, you know, once he gets that down, that technical side of, things down, which I think will come, man. I think that he's going to be a good football player. One underrated component of his game is how good he is when he's uncovered in pass pro. You know, you you, you see some of these guards, <clears throat> RJ Prince, who don't do anything when uh, they're uncovered, but this dude, man, he is Uh-oh. looking to destroy people and, and really uh, attack those ribs and, and, and fan out and block down, and, and he's looking for work, and he finds it. So I love that about Gossett and uh Man, he'd be a good player for somebody in the fourth round and plug him in that starting guard. Joe, you talked about somebody on the line of scrimmage. I'm going to talk about somebody on the other side of the line of scrimmage, also an interior guy, though. This guy's a bit of a hybrid. This is uh, Redshirt Jr. from Mississippi, Breland Speaks. Speaks checked in at the NFL Combine, six foot three, 283 pounds, uh, 33 and three quarter inch arms. Ran four eight six, had a one six five ten yard split at two eighty three. Thirty two and a half inch vert, uh, four six five short shuttle, seven six three three cone. So if you put this guy up against athletic testing for interior defensive lineman, he's been undersized, two eighty three. But you put him up in the, these testing numbers, not his size piece. 
this is a pretty explosive athlete on the inside. And I think that really stands out when you watch him on film. This is somebody that I have a fifth round grade on. Uh, He's my 203rd overall prospect. But what I liked about Speaks was he really came on strong during 2017. You look at the three best teams that he played in each of the last two seasons at Mississippi, they were Alabama, Auburn, and LSU, both seasons. In 2016, he averaged two tackles a game, zero sacks, zero tackles for loss. In 2017, he averaged almost eight tackles a game with two-thirds of a sack and two-thirds of a tackle loss in each of those three games against those three elite teams on the schedule. So that's all fine and dandy. You know, we got the, the peripheral metrics out of the way. What's he like? He's versatile. They moved him around a whole lot. They, they really encouraged him to beat blocks with his first step and be a penetration player. Uh, he's got good length, but his hand placement and his hand strength and his ability to damage if he's trying to stack up blockers uh, is going to need some notable improvement. But as far as his defense, his ability to, to – you know, generate force in a short amount of space and play through lateral contact if guys are going to try and wash him down when he's shooting into gaps. That's where I saw him win a whole lot. Uh, there's not a lot of nuance to his game as far as when he wins, when he beats you as a blocker, it's because he's able to explode out in space or he's being moved around the defensive set and he's able to utilize that athleticism and, and beat you in a way that you weren't expecting him to attack from an area that you weren't expecting him to attack. But if I watch Breland Speaks, I think there's upside here. There's the ability to develop a better anchor at the line of scrimmage. There's ability to develop some pass rush counters. But you can't find a whole lot of guys with this level of athleticism, especially from a size-adjusted perspective, playing in the B-gaps. So I think this is somebody that is more of a long-term pick, He's a project player, hence why he's being projected by yours truly in the fifth round. But the explosiveness and versatility and comfort that he has out in space, despite being a player that's going to primarily be a B-gap defender, um, you know you're going to get a little bit of multiplicity out of him. I think there's something to work with here. There's a really good foundation here from an explosiveness standpoint. And that's somebody, we get to day three, we need some depth, we need some long-term talent infused into our defensive line. Breland Speaks is a guy that I would be asking pretty hard for if I was in a a, a war room. Uh, Kyle, Breland Speaks is team chirp. You like that about him? He gets a little little extra after the snap now. You know who you're talking to, right? I know. I figured that you liked him because of this. This is, I mean, it's got to be something that really kind of moves the needle for you. And and obviously that one uh, patented moment where he just kind of waves to the camera after, I think he's recovering a fumble or something. He's just, he's a really animated dude. (laughs) Yeah, I might be the chirpiest dude on Twitter. So the fact that Breland likes to get in your face, I mean, that's just on brand for me. Deidre and Sinat. Right with that belly rub like, after every tackle, man. Now that's something else too to behold uh, for for the chirpy guys afterwards. But uh, I'll move along here to my next guy here. I want to talk about tight end Tyler Conklin from Central Michigan. He's a player that caught my eye last year when I was doing the Oklahoma State game against Central Michigan, and 
you know, I was trying to watch Mason Rudolph and James Washington, and I was watching Tyler Conklin, you know, go up and win at the catch point over against uh, these these uh, Oklahoma State defensive backs. And, you know, you, you, you kind of see a guy and you put a star down and you go do a little research and you're like, oh, this guy's a basketball player. And so you always kind of get excited when you think about these conversions that are basketball players to tight end. And then, you know, he went on to have a good season and then he continued that with another good season this year, wound up going to the Senior Bowl and really made himself a prospect here, uh, switching over from, from the basketball court. And, um, you know, when you watch this tape, man, I think – Obviously, his that that rebounding ability to really position his frame at the catch point is something that uh, certainly shows up, and I love that about him. And I think he's got really good ball skills, and uh, you know, in those contested situations, he does well to win and attack the football with that alpha mentality that you want to see. Uh, he's a pretty good route runner. I think he's got a lot of good timing, uh, pretty smooth in and out of his breaks, and and it's not that he's overly explosive. He just knows how to establish that leverage and. Another thing that I really appreciated about his game is that I thought he adjusted on the fly really, really well. So when he was trying to find space and zones and really find those places to sit down and be that be that uh, safety valve for his quarterback, I thought he did well to do that. But I think the one thing that maybe was the most impressive to me is how well he blocked. And I, I didn't have a lot of expectations for him because, you know, coming from that basketball background, you kind of – you kind of have low expectations for how those guys are going to be as blockers. But, you know, I think he does pretty well for himself. He, he does a good job fitting his hands, which is super important. He knows how to get that upward thrust through his hips and accelerate his feet. And you can do that. You, you can win as an inline blocker. And so you got a guy that can win at the catch point, a guy that can find space, a guy that can block. And I think you got a tight end that's got a chance to compete for a, uh, a starting job in time, be a high-quality number two. And you think about some of these – Two tight end offenses. What you know? What uh, Tampa Bay is doing now with OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. You know, this could be your Cameron Brait in a two tight end set. And and I really liked what I saw from Conklin. And I think if he falls to the fourth round, uh, man, I think he's going to be a quality quality pick for somebody. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included, so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Joe, I'm disappointed that you didn't say your favorite quality about him was his bunnies. Oh, that's a missed opportunity. I just learned that word. I could have said bunnies, but does he have good bunnies? <laughs> is it? He's a thirty-eight inch bird. He's got bunnies, is, dude. Is it an edge? Is bunnies? Is it possessive? Is it like a? I don't understand. I don't know if I can use it. I'd probably yeah, ruin the whole he, thing. Okay. No, listen, thirty-eight inch. He's got yeah, he hops. If he can get up, and he, I mean, he's two fifty-two, two fifty-three. He's got bunnies. You're jumping thirty-eight inches on the vert. Bunnies for Conklin, and uh, and he's got that sweet hair. Bun- hashtag know? bunnies for Conklin. If you're a man yeah. bun guy, he's got a pretty impressive man bun too. We saw that at the Senior Bowl. Hello, so, yeah. oh, hi there. Wow, Kyle. Did someone say man bun? Moving on. Listen, the man bun's retired, but I mean, in my past life, <laughs> I may or may not have been a man bun aficionado. Um, we leave that now to Trevor Sikama, who just crushes it with the long hair, don't care. Game over. Uh, my next prospect, yep, I can't even compete. I just retired. Um, 
Also on the defensive side of the football, three guys for me on the defensive side of the football, Joe. Christian Sam, linebacker from Arizona State. This kid's pretty stout. Uh, he missed all 2016 with a foot injury, uh, missed 12 games. Uh, he is a redshirt junior, six foot one, 244 pounds. Doesn't have great length at 31 and a half inch arms. Tested about as an average athlete when it was all said and done. But I think if you go back and you watch his 2015 tape, you'd see more of a plus athlete than what we saw this year. Looked like he was still, no pun intended, looking to get his footing back on the field, uh, feeling his way through where his athletic abilities were going to carry him. Uh, didn't really have the vibe that he was fully back to the, the, the play speed that he had um, when we watched him in 2015 versus 2017 after this foot injury. Joe, uh, my best trait for him was marked as lateral mobility, and my worst trait was eye discipline. So he can take the cheese on some stuff. And, I mean, this is to be expected of a guy that only started uh, 26 games. He played in 39. Uh, this is my 143rd rated prospect on the board. Not consistent with his reads, so he's not necessarily somebody that I want on the inside playing as an isolated mic, where I think you can you know, have some success with Sam. Where I'd ideally like to see him is as the weak side inside linebacker in an odd man front. But my comp for him is Joe Schobert. And if you think about how the Browns have utilized primarily Joe Schobert, uh, he's not the traditional gap plugger. He's a guy inside, but he's tr usually played and given the chance to be the scrape defender and flow over top. And I think that's a role that I could really get behind Christian Sam. Um, he, he's not overly dynamic, but he hits hard. He feels hard when he sees it. And I think that he's going to have some continued growth in his, his mobility. And I'm, that anticipation is why he's on this list. This, this anticipation that you're going to be able to get a little bit more out of him based on what we've seen in previous years. Obviously, the, the medical situation, whatever this injury was, um, you know, it takes a long-term goal and removes some of that dynamic ability and upside for him. Then, yeah, I'm probably going to be a little bit lower on him, but he's a thumper as a tackler. Uh, doesn't have great wingspan, so I, I want to play him in tighter spaces and then let him use that lateral quickness that he does have in those tighter phone booth situations to defeat some blocks and be a straight defender. And I think in the right role, Christian Sam can be a very early contributor, has long-term starting capabilities. I'm having him with a low fourth-round grade, so we're talking day three. Should probably be there. This is a fairly deep linebacker group, so I would expect Christian Sam, somebody that's still going to be on the board when we hit day three. But if you run an on man front and your team pulls the trigger on him, you can get excited about him because there's some upside here. Yeah, I think uh, Jonah Tolles is a big fan of his as well on the staff. So Christian Sam has some love from the NDT crew. Kyle, my last guy that I want to mention here, and I don't think this is a player that you like, but that's okay. We'll have board wars next week. So you have everyone to have a chance to look forward to that where Kyle and I will go at each other for some of the big discrepancies that we have 
with our rankings. And that's one of the fun thing about doing the same 300 guys every year, Kyle and I, is being able to see how differently we stack some players. And uh, I've had the advantage of, because of, I know where my board's at, and, and I've seen Kyle's, but Kyle hasn't seen mine. So I am getting my ammunition ready. But uh, I want to talk about Jester Weas, wide receiver from Pittsburgh. He's a player that, um, you know, I think in some of my live viewings of Pitt, which I've seen a couple times this year, I didn't come away overly enamored with him. But when I took the deep dive into his film, I, I came away with an appreciation for some of the things about him, uh, particularly going back to his 2016 tape when he had Nate Peterman throwing him the football, 36 catches, 870 yards. That's 10 in 10 touchdowns, averaging over 24 yards per catch. And I love his vertical receiving ability and. He checks in at 6'2", 210, 4'4", speed. Uh, and he's got that ability to just kind of kind of win down the field and set up his set up those routes by establishing that leverage and having good burst at the top of his route to, to get to the football. He tracks it well. He's got good hands. Um, and uh, I guess the big thing that I, I want to see improvement-wise from Wea is that his release is a little bit poor. And, you know, for a guy that's going to – make his hay winning down the field. You know, he's got to get his release better. Sometimes he struggles with press and he can really kind of get stuck in the line and needs to take some better angles and just work off of it a little bit more consistently. So you might have to move him to the slot to give him that release. But, um, you know, in terms of a guy that has that height, weight, speed combination, he can win vertically, but then it's also that he's a good blocker. And, you know, when we start talking about day three prospects, it's the little things that you can do that, uh, kind of separate yourself from some of the guys that, um, you know, everyone's kind of niche. Everyone kind of has their, their areas that they win, but they're incomplete. But, you know, he, he gives you that blocking ability, which is so important when you're in these bunch sets and you, you hit a quick pass and you need a guy to seal on the perimeter, man. you got to be able to do that. And we has proven to do that, especially when you look at him in Matt Canada's offense in 2016, what he demands out of those receivers. He gave that to you. And so um, I think there's some upside here. You know, it's it's um, you know I don't know if he's going to be a number one or a number two, but when you need that height, weight, speed combination to round out your receiving core, I think you can do a lot worse than Jester Wea. Joe, my last guy's a really productive football player, defensive back. Jeremy Reeves from South Alabama. Uh, not often you find a guy with seven and three quarter inch hands, but that's where we are. Uh, Reeves, if you watch him on film. Uh, I really like the weapon that he can be in a number of different ways. My comparison for him is Xavier Woods at a lot tech last year. Uh, Xavier Woods was a, a day three pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Got a couple of stuff. He started four, four, five or six games for Dallas. and was a good football player. Um, if you look at Reeves, really a lot of his issues come down to size and size restrictions. He doesn't have a great deal of length. Uh, that can a little bit both as a tackler and when trying to play the ball in the air. Uh, but Reeves has a background at cornerback, so he's got skills in playing man-to-man coverage. Uh, multi-tool player that can play the slot. He can play the D-gap from the nickel. Uh, he can step up into the box as a clean-up defender against the run. Uh, there, There's a lot of ways that you can utilize him. He's going to get outworked by big bodies at the catch point if you get let him get into one-on-one situations there. But when it's all said and done, a defender with this much versatility on the back end as a safety, uh, you could 
you could do a lot with a player like this. This gives you a ton of flexibility, and that's why I really like Jeremy Reese from South Alabama. was one of the standouts from the Senior Bowl. Three-year starter for South Alabama. Uh, we don't have his testing numbers, unfortunately. So that was a that was one of those red flag tags that we put in this year for the prospectus and, and Joe's portfolio. Uh, incomplete athletic profile is something that I know, and it's it's marked as a red flag just because we don't know for sure. But I didn't see any concerns on film. He wasn't knocked for any of that. If I looked at his film, I actually gave him a solid two on film. But when you put in the metrics that complement that, uh, he's a late round three player for me. Uh, I think this is a deep safety group. Not going to be surprised if he ends up being there on day three. That's kind of where I expect to see him just because of his size, lack of length, and we don't have athletic testing right now. So uh, a player that uh, some team is really going to have a chance to steal because their teams are going to let him drop for all the wrong reasons. Like, this is dumb. We do this every year. You get a good football player that, that can play and very clearly can play. He has some restrictions. I mean, he's a round five player. I think it was Avery Woods from round five or round six, which is silly. He was, he used two rounds better than that. When I think you'll see the same thing with Jeremy Reeves. And for that reason, he's a, he's a guy that I expected to be able to play early in the NFL just with some natural limitations. But that's why I like him so much because you know, you're going to get a guy that can contribute right away. Joe, that's going to do it for us here today on the draft dudes. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in. As always, we would kindly ask uh, you hit that subscribe button if this is your first time or if you are a recent listener of the Draft Dudes. Follow along with us. You know, we're really coming down the stretch here. Calendar's getting ready to flip over to April, so we're going to be in the same month of the actual draft. Uh, Joe, As Joe teased, we're going to be battling big boards next week. Uh, I will have the chance to look at Joe's big board before we do the podcast. I'm not signing up for a show, which I haven't <laughs> seen board, so I'm going to have plenty of time to quote-unquote arm myself with ammunition as well. Don't you guys worry. It's going to be a very entertaining show. Uh, that's one of those super shows where we just tear each other shreds. So you guys have that. Can't um, wait. Can't make wait. Make sure you don't miss it. Hit that subscribe. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, make sure you're following She uh, was at the Real. I'm at NDT Scouting. We're putting out content. Hashtag on the reg. So you want to make sure you follow along there as well. Swing over to NDT Scouting and FanRack Sports. Catch up with some of our latest content, written content there as well. Kyle Crabb signing off with Joe Marino. This is Draft Dudes Podcast, and thanks for listening, folks. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Suit up. Mission Impossible Fallout is 95% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the best action movies ever made. Showtime. Rolling Stone calls it off the charts spectacular. What is he doing? I find it best not to look. A thrillingly clever story filled with twists and turns. Target Ethan Hunt. We should be dead. Why aren't we? With an ending that will blow you away. Wait her out. And Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible Fallout. Now playing. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.